You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. As it turned out, the last hole produced, you know, nearly 100 meters of, uh, you know, 0.94 uh, copper, 0.84 gold um, in that in that realm. And uh, so it sort of got us quite excited. It, uh, it was on a project that had never been drilled before. That's a significant width and that's a significant gold grade. That's that's a little something special. So, um, you know, obviously we're excited to, 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 to follow up, to add some dimension to this discovery. And we're currently doing that right now. We have a drill turning at the Margarita Project. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we're going to be getting an update from our sponsor, Torque Resources, who is currently engaged in a follow-up drill program on a discovery hole at the Margarita IOCG project in Chile. Uh, from a few months ago, we had talked about this discovery and then also Maybe six to seven months before that, we had featured a historic discovery, nearly a kilometer long copper discovery hold on a porphyry project that Torque was able to access and take from a private group, which is now in the public entity, publicly traded entity Torque. And so you have two copper discoveries when the, the copper market fundamentals the supply uh, is not going to meet demand. It's clear that there's a production cliff, especially by 2025, many of the banks are forecasting. So in today's show, you're going to hear about these follow-up programs. And when we look at potential uh, mining exploration, speculative investments as speculators in this sector, you have to look at it from a risk-reward standpoint. And in my opinion, why I have invested in Torque is that when you look at the management team, uh, Sean Wallace, the CEO and founder who joins me today, He's already had two su successful discoveries that he's actually monetized for investors. It's Caden and Keegan resources in the past. So he doesn't need to be doing this. He enjoys doing this and he's good at it. That is why he's doing it. So the management team uh, checks off. They have a top-notch Chilean team that's working on the ground uh, with these projects that knows how to take things through the permitting progress uh, process. And then you have two discoveries that the market is not currently valuing just because of market sentiment and where we're at. So you have two discoveries that are being fo followed up on. The stock price is probably 25% cheaper than it was when these discoveries were announced. So in my opinion, uh, we don't know what we have until we fully have it. But in terms of a mining exploration play, this is an excellent setup. It's why I'm, I'm an investor and they are a show sponsor. So Michael Hendrickson, uh, the chief geologist, welcome to the show. Sean Wallace, the CEO, welcome to the show. And Sean, I'd like to start with you. Could you kind of just recap for us these two discovery holes that I've referenced in my introduction? Uh, remind investors what we're dealing with here, please. Sure. <clears throat> well, I'll start with the one that we're currently drilling, the Margarita project, the one that we're following up on. Um, you know, it was a project that had uh, uh, signs all over the surface, um, you know, uh, copper. It really hadn't been uh, sampled or looked at hard for gold previously. And really, that's what's made this particular um, uh, discovery so special is, is the concentration of gold and, the, and sort of the width that it came over. Um, so we had did an inaugural drill program here late last year and into the new year here uh, in 2022, um, the last hole, and it was uh, the last hole by logistics, not by uh, choice or any other thing. You know, just you have your program and you just drill it off. And we were doing that. And the, as it turned out, the last hole produced, you know, nearly 100 meters of, uh, you know, 0.94 uh, copper, 0.84 gold um, in that in that realm. And uh, so it sort of got us quite excited. It, uh, it was on a project that had never been drilled before. That's a significant width and that's a significant gold grade. That's that's a little something special. So, 
Um, you know, obviously we're excited to, 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 to follow up, to add some dimension to this discovery. And we're currently doing that right now. We have a drill turning at the Margarita project. Um, I'll also like to mention that the Margarita project is it's pretty special in 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 the in so far as you know its location. It's at low altitude. Uh, it's got good infrastructure, very close paved roads, uh, and then really solid dirt roads after that. Uh, power, it, it wouldn't be hard to access from this location. So you know you can work year round. Um, it, it's it's a pretty ideal scenario. Um, then we have Santa Cecilia. Um, that's uh, sandwiched between Sara Casali and Caspiche, part of the Norte Abierto uh, joint venture. Um, this is a little bit higher uh, altitude, um, but on that particular project, uh, mineralization was first recognized there about 30 years ago. And then uh, after the, the the big discoveries were made at Sara Casali and Caspiche, uh, it prompted the underlying owner to relook at it and say, my goodness, there's these big uh, porphyry systems that have been uh, recognized in, in the area. So I think I should drill a hole and, and see, see what happens. And as it turned out, something really significant happened. You got nearly, a, you know, 950 meters of um, just shy of half a percent copper equiv. Um, obviously, that's something that excites us uh, as big game hunters in, in, in the mining space, uh, you know, to, to have that kind of pervasive mineralization over such a, a large, uh, that's really what you look for when you're hunting porphyries. And so we're super excited about that. Uh, that project, uh, we're just uh, closing up the community agreements on, um, uh, getting our people on the ground, uh, we're going to be obtaining the right uh, permits so that we can uh, commence drilling here, uh, you know, later this year or early next year, uh, depending on logistics. Sean, as we talk, your market cap is less than uh, 50 million Canadian. And if you're successful drilling out a porphyry project, that will take years and money, of course. But just for investors that aren't as familiar with exploration stocks, talk to us about porphyries that are bought out. Are there any recent porphyries that were bought by the majors that you could point us to as an analog of where you want to take the company? Well, I mean, look, I can't. I'm not specifically because they're all different. So, to to to, to any time you do those sort of comparisons, they're not apples to oranges. But what I can say, uh, or not apples to apples, rather. Um, but what I can say is that they're all big value uh, uh, takeovers. I'm very fortunate in my career prior to 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 creating this group. Uh, some years ago, I was with the Hunter Dickinson Group, and we sold a number of porphyries, the Mount Milligan Project, the Camas Project. So these are relative numbers, but say at Mount Milligan, I think we invested about $30 million in the ground and we sold it for 300. You know, that was obviously 1990. So now you would invest 300 and get like 2 billion out of it. Like These are the way the numbers have moved. So, but we're talking about significant uh, 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 price tags on these projects. That's why they're so valuable. They're so dear and they're so rare uh, because they really do solve big problems for the producers. They're able to, uh, yes, the the the, uh, pro the capexes are high when they go to, to build the mines. Uh, the purchase price of the junior is generally high, at least if we're doing our jobs. And um, But the reward to them is that they can have years and years and decades of production out of these sort of projects. And frankly, that's what their investors are looking for from them, just like uh, us creating value by discovery or what our investors look for from us. Michael, last year you oversaw the discovery hole at the Margarita Iron Oxide Copper Gold Project. Uh, what are the next steps here? And I understand that the drills are turning there. Yeah, well, it was, um, you know, as Sean had mentioned, it was the last hole in the program. So we got a single hole into that anomaly. Um, and that anomaly has got scale. You know, it's got a very clear um, 
Magnetic signature, the mineralization is associated with magnetite, so big magnetic high over a kilometer. Great. It's got good chargeability anomaly showing you sulfides in there, overlapping the magnetics. Perfect. And again, same on uh, conductivity, just showing us alteration. And then beyond that, just on the surface, there's a big geochem anomaly of copper in soils and gold in rock chips over that same kilometer. So right now, the second phase of drilling is going to cover off that entire anomaly, about 4,000 meters into it, show the scale, uh, you know, the discovery. And, you know, obviously, if we're going to hit similar grades, this is going to be tremendous. Um, the other thing, of course, that you do uh, when you get into something brand new is you go back to your data and you and you see what else uh, looks similar on your project. And that's one thing that we've we started to hone in on. There's some similar magnetic and chargeability anomalies with geochemistry on surface. And so, you know, we think there's the opportunity to find another couple of pods uh, on the project. So, you know, super early days, obviously. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think um, really has impressed me is, you know, our original exploration thesis was very simple. There's a bunch of copper oxide off on the, the very southeast margin of our claims. And we said, well, we should be able to find some copper sulfide. Lo and behold, that's what we did. And and I think, you know, Sean, Sean hit it hit the nail on the head. It's the gold grades that are so impressive. I mean, you know, to drill 0.84 grams per ton gold in an IOCG, that's exceptional. And, um, you know, if those grades continue, then this is going to be something really special. What's the seasonality of this project? Uh, when can you drill it? 12 months a year. We're good to go. We're down low in the coastal Cordillera, 65 kilometers north of Copia Po, sandwiched between uh, the producers Candelaria and Manto Verde. You know, so from a logistics standpoint, you know, this is this is as easy as it gets. You know, I mean, you just drive down the highway, you know, get on a on a good on a good uh, dirt track road for a few kilometers and you're there. Right. So it's uh, super easy for us to work on. And then in terms of following up on the Santa Cecilia historic discovery hole, what is the game plan here? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we've got several discoveries that have been made, um, you know, from 1988 to 1990 in terms of oxide gold and high grade gold veins. And then, as Sean had mentioned, the owner, uh, underlying owner of the property decided, uh, you know, time to look for a porphyry once Sarah Casale and, and Caspiche had been found. Um, so we need to do some geologic work to make sure that we're we're going to get the drill bit in the right spot what i can tell you is you know certainly from our review of the core there was some anglo core available to us as there was also the historical drilling um from the deeper uh, porphyry swing we've looked at that and we're getting very clear vectors in terms of which way to go um and so that is really encouraging right from the outset you know we don't believe at this stage you know i'm going to talk you know with quite a bit of positivity here but we don't believe at this stage that that porphyry intercept represents the main porphyry phase um and so we've got our job to go look for that and you know that's it's super encouraging to feel like that 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 wasn't the main phase of mineralization uh with the porphyry that we've seen thus far. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be good to get boots on the ground and advance our understanding properly. Michael, you work out of Canada, but you have a boots on the ground team down there. Can you share a little bit about your Chilean team and how they work these projects through the permitting process and such? Yeah, I mean, the team in Chile is second to none to me, probably the best group I've worked with in my career. Um, you know, right from you know, taking care of permitting. I mean, these are guys who who have actually permitted mines in Chile in the past. Um, 
all exploration permits are obtained in the timeframes that, you know, the, the, the Chilean authorities uh, tell you it's going to happen in. And, and we're just very fortunate to be working with the Chilean group that's got that much experience to just get us through the process. You know, they know who to talk to. They, they know what the, you know, what, what the authorities are looking for. And so we've just had a very smooth run um, through with the authorities uh, today. And I expect that to continue, quite honestly. Have you been getting calls from any of the the major producers there in the region or any CAs signed? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's quite a bit of interest around both of the projects. I mean, when you make a brand new discovery, you know, phone calls come in. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I think everybody wants to see what that becomes. And that's what this second drill program is all about. And then, you know, clearly uh, something the size with the size potential of Santa Cecilia uh, with a project that's be- basically been known about for 30 plus years, you know, 35 years as a, as a project of incredible merit, sort of sat there and all of a sudden it's back to market. So, yeah, we've had quite a bit of interest on that as well. And what about the assay lab turnarounds? When should investors expect the results on a margarita? Yeah, I mean, I would tell you that, um, you know, we're probably looking at six week turnarounds, you know, at the moment, that's kind of what what we've been told. Um, Of course, labs can change, Uh, but, you know, six week turnarounds. So we just started drilling here uh, over the weekend. Um, You know, we want to get a few holes out there at the same time into the lab. So, you know, I would suggest that, you know, mid-September-ish, we should be looking at a, you know, the very first result hopefully coming in. Okay. Sean, could you review with us uh, your treasury and where the company is at in terms of financing, please? Sure. Um, we have uh, the, the Margarita drill program is fully funded. And uh, we've just uh, completed a debt facility with uh, one of our big backers. We, we, we chose to do it that way so that we could minimize dilution. Um, you know, we've curtailed our spending. We're not going as aggressively as we would have uh, had we were able to obtain financing in a less dilutive environment. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to go uh, uh, seek additional capital here before the end of the, the year. Um, but we don't have a gun to our head for it. And we don't have to make any desperate moves as a result of having this firm backing that we do. Um, and those people will be there for us, uh, irrespective of what sort of goes on um, in the rest of the world that seems to make very little sense at this time. Um, you know, I, we do have a huge interest, uh, as you you asked Mike about uh, corporate interest. You know, what you what you uh, are seeing as a lack of interest, let's say, in the junior stock market in general, it, which is underwhelming the story, if you will, where we are have been a little bit overwhelmed by the uh, the amount of corporate interest in the project. It's uh, not that, you know, obviously the, the story's not in play. There's no transaction to be done here in terms of a JV or a takeover. Obviously, when you don't acquire assets, so your stock can fall down 25% and get bought out. Um, but that interest could turn into all sorts of different arrangements between us and those sort of uh, companies. And we're exploring all those avenues. We want to make sure that, you know, the true value of what we're doing here, the real, the discussion Discovery, these discoveries, these are so rare and they're so precious that we're really managing the the way that we're going to make certain that that is expressed in value for our shareholders and all the stakeholders, frankly, uh, of the company, the local communities, um, our shareholders, um, you know, tax, you know, governments, et cetera. We have to take all that into consideration and we do. And Sean, with these multiple projects and with Margarita being drillable year round, should investors uh, that are interested, is it reasonable for them to expect news flow year round in the years to come with Torque? 
Yeah, I, I would absolutely suspect so. I mean, you got to let us get going on on Santa Cecilia. That's the kind of project, you know, even when it pauses um, for the winter for weather, which you inevitably would take a pause at, at some point or another. But, you know, in the times where you're not, you're, you know, just to be efficient with your capital and make make certain that the as much of that capital makes it into the ground. In other words, creating data, which can create value is the only thing that does. Um, you have to go hard because all your other costs are the same irrespective of whether you're working or not, right? So you have to keep working um, once you get going. So we're gonna measure that very carefully. Obviously, you don't wanna also get yourself into a scenario where you're spending more than the market, You know, again, into senseless dilution, which takes away from the value proposition. So, you know, it's right now, it, it's there's not a clear path to a lot of these things because things are so irrational. Um, but we are constantly uh, thinking and rethinking how we do this. And we're going to make sure that uh, we get as much value from these projects into this expressed in the market cap of this company as we possibly can. That's our job. All right. To learn more, go to the company's website, torqueresources.com. Ticker symbol in Canada is very simple, T-O-R-Q. And in the States, you can find it under the ticker T-R-B as in boy, M-F. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show and providing this update. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own 
own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.